Hello and welcome to What's the Story 90s Glory. I'm your host David Graham and alongside me as per is my partner in crime, Mr. Paul McGrath. How are you, sir? Yeah, good, buddy. Cold. It's a, a cold snap. back. The beast from the east is back down south. So lots of frost. Bit, can't get the house warm enough at the moment. But apart from that, mate, I'm very good. Lovely. So today we're talking fashion. But before that, we're talking throth. It's drink of the week. So, Paul, are you uh, are you on the froth today, mate? Are you participating in dry January? No, don't do dry January because I don't drink enough to, to justify dry January because I'm normally only drink for this pod now at the moment. Um, I've gone with a, a cocktail. I've gone with a margarita, pre-mixed or pre-packed mix, cane sugar, lemon, all together in one kind of combination, in a glass, a bit of alcohol, Bob's your uncle. No dry January for me, and I'm going to have a guess and say there's no dry January in the Graham hang- household. Or am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's spot on. I think it lasted about two days, to be honest, mate. Um, <laughs> there's a theme going on here. Everything like you do lasts about two days. No, I've never been any different, to be honest. Well, the thing is, I've, I've actually, I haven't actually got alcohol, which is a weird thing. Um, the usual people that listen to this podcast know I always come up with, I had a few drinks on the Sunday, and then I popped out to own bargains. Um, etc. But I haven't been out at the house at all today, apart from the kids' football training. So all I've got in is a can of Coke. <laughs> it's a red Coke. Um, not many people have that these days. It's normally the sugar-free one or the diet one or the zero, etc. So I've just got a can of Coke. Um, bit boring. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got, my friend. I've got nothing in at all. So next week's podcast, I think I'll pop to own bargains and stock up on something weird and wonderful. So every generation before, during and after have had all as some sort of fashion or subculture, if you like. So the 60s brought us mods, rockers and hippies. Uh, in the 70s, we had glam rock and punk. Uh, and then we had skinheads, rude boys and new romantics gracing us in the 1980s. Then we had the 90s, which is our era, mine and Paul's and everyone else that uh, loves the 90s podcast. So we had the fashion of goth, hip hop, Britpop and rave plus a range of other different trends and crazes 
so for this episode, me and Paul are going to try and bring back some great or not so great memories from the weird and wonderful wardrobes of the 1990s. So let's crack on. Paul, when I say to you, fashion in the 90s, what immediately comes to your head? Uh, it would be something like the Gallagher's, really, I think, for that their their look that they brought into the 90s um i think the 90s was a very dressed down era a lot of the the clothes were sportswear casual wear tracksuits there wasn't a lot of you would say high end high fashion but then on the op opposite side i suppose you can say kate moss was was quite big in that era and and then a lot of the modeling agencies with calvin klein came into the, their own in the 90s but for us as kids it was basically just wearing tracky bottoms, T-shirts, you know, then as we got a little bit older, the late 90s bucket hats, you know, the over uh, over large uh, trench coats, um, trainers, you know, Dr. Martins weren't really massive in that period. And then you had the rock era, you know, back end of the 90s again, which was your limb biscuits with the baggy trousers. Uh, the girls wearing the, the, the baggy trousers with the G-string out the back, you can see. Um, then you've got the Spice Girls, which is more... Uh, again, it was. It, I would say sportswear was massive in the '90s in terms of actual fashion, um, is what I remember. Then you got your hyper color, as we spoke about, I've had on a previous podcast. You know where you blew into it. You had scratch and sniff clothes in the '90s. Do you remember those? You used to scratch yeah. And, yeah, and they started putting them on clothes. I don't know if that was a good idea or not. The, the smell of jizz in the morning. Uh, you know, scratching off on a t-shirt. Not not really for me, but you know, people had it. Uh, what about you? <laughs> yeah um no you said a word there that, that sums up the beginning of the 90s for me and the end of the 90s was baggy um i remember obviously in the early 90s i mentioned there in the intro rave um rave was a massive culture in the early 90s and a lot of the clothes weren't they they were baggy baggy tops baggy jeans obviously into the latter 90s as well that sort of fashion started coming back i mean i know a lot of people now wear oversized oversized stuff you go into primark and everything is sort of oversized and I say like to my missus, like, this isn't a new thing. We were doing this in the 90s. People were wearing oversized clothes in the 90s. It's just come back again, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's what would, that's, when I when I think in the 90s fashion, for me, the first thing I think of is baggy. But you've made some um, great other examples there. So let's start early 90s then, and then move on to the mid and late 90s. Well, I know, I want to ask you, because obviously around about 1991, we didn't really know each other then. We were both kids, eight, nine, ten years of age. What did your mum dress you in as a kid? I mean, did she keep in with the times of the 90s or was she still sort of stuck in the 70s and 80s where she may have been dressing you in a lot of sort of flares and ugly diamond pattern jumpers, you know? Uh, no, I mean, I remember, we, so we used to go get clothes, I would say, twice a year, generally speaking. It'd be Christmas. So you do Christmas uh, shop, which your clothes shop, and then you do like a summer clothes shop. And I do the same with my kids. They'll pick up bits along the way, but generally you have two what I call big clothes shops that you kind of catch up on. But no, I don't remember. I mean, she was big into Benetton um, back in the day. Benetton was a big thing. When I was actually in the early 90s, I, I'd done modelling for Benetton. So I did photo shoots. Oh, yeah, I'd done the, I, the Benetton stuff, and I had the, um, I had the what do you call it when they, you do the, the photos? All the, I don't know what it's called, a photo Portfolio. shoot. Portfolio. Portfolio, yeah, the Benetton one, but and that was in '91. So my mum was quite high on fashion, in quotation marks there. Um, so I was generally in Benetton stuff in the early '90s, um, and then jeans, t-shirts, quite smart, smart again, smart casual, yeah. nothing like smart suits, but it was it was all yeah, quite smart Benetton, CNA, those kind of brands I was wearing as a younger early '90s. Uh, you. 
But when you say Benetton, that's a that's a that is a brand. I say well, our, our class is a pricey brand as well. So your mum has kicked you out in Benetton stuff. Was it legit Benetton stuff though? Or was it off the Shepherd's Wish Market? No, it wasn't uh, betting on. It was betting ton. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it was all legit. You yeah, mentioned we... jeans there. Sorry, yeah. like you mentioned jeans. The jeans I remember from the early nights. My mum used to get them. These are market jobs. Do you remember the jeans? Denim jeans used to get, and they used to have like a transfer on them. So it would have been like turtles or thundercats or he-man. Do you remember them? Yeah, I do. Never had a pair. Mum wouldn't put me in anything from Bush Market, I'm afraid, mate. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, I'm from a parents' estate, but she she always used to make sure. But I said before, when we'd done the Christmas episode, I never went without, um, and I always made sure. So when we, for those who don't know, we had a, a WhatsApp group uh, with our Phoenix Five co-hosts, and he, Dave was talking about certain trainers that people used to wear in school, and I said, no, nah, I never wore anything apart from <laughs> Reebok Classics and kickers when i was in that like, year seven he's like no no you wore these and i was like i didn't wear them i said i never wore non-brands like as a kid now i couldn't give a monkeys but when i was a kid i just never had non-brands i think as well in my primary school you wore it was um non-uniformed um i think most schools in the 90s in in london were so you had to have decent gear on so i remember always having you know as i said better than cna marks and spencers i always had fairly expensive clothes on i don't ever remember as a kid wearing like tracksuit bombs and t-shirts i think i wore jeans all the time which is probably why now i wear shorts 362 days of the year yeah you do yeah yeah i was actually going to bring that up about the, <laughs> the certain non-branded or the cheap ship trainers that we had at, at school i'll just bring it up now and then so that the, the people know i remember our little group and i wasn't i wasn't pissing about i remember one of us wearing nick's trainers now listeners you must remember nick's they were a 90s brand you never got in a sports shop you literally got off on off markets they were like fake fake nikes but they you wouldn't be seen and i always remember maybe i might be losing losing track or it's maybe just the fact that i don't want to admit to it <laughs> wearing a pair of nicks <laughs> so paul's adamant he didn't have them but the actual brand nicks was a thing in the 90s you guys might remember them so um yeah sticking with just with early 90s at the moment Brands such as um, Spliffy and Eclipse, trip to, trip to an Eclipse, uh, literally every, a bit like um, Spliffy and Eclipse, it was the Rasta with the white face rolling a spliff. Um, obviously, a lot of rave stuff. These were people wearing stuff to raves. It was absolutely massive. Shell suits uh, were a thing back then. I remember having an Adidas one and mutual friends of mine and Paul, they had like a, uh, a black and a blue one wouldn't be seeing denim now um so yeah can you remember any other brands of, of the early 90s paul that were, were big I've, I've got a few written down if you haven't uh naf naf and co uh yeah oh, that might be mid mid maybe a bit later in the night isn't it kappa yeah, um joe blogs uh trying to think now what are the other yeah basically similar Oh, what was the other one? I mean, high tech. We think about high tech and Gola. Uh, high tech were, were and Fila. When we was in the early nineties, I think people would use those as a cheap brand, even though they were a brand name. So those are the ones that you said. I think they're the, the main ones. Um, Joe Blogs, I would say, is the most memorable for me. I remember that character because in Bush Market, you know, if it was Joe yeah. Blogs. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Not his Bush. No, I think you. Yeah, I'll basically the same. Do you remember um, eight ball jackets? Oh, yeah. Those April jackets. They were bomber jacket, weren't they? But they used to have eight on the back. They used to cost an absolute fortune. I yeah. remember um, 
there was a music video, I think from like 89 or 88 or 89 or something, but they, they went into the 90s. I remember saying to them, I think we might have been right on time, thinking off the top of my head. Anyway, she wore one in the video. And I, I liked them ever since then. Um, I don't think I'll wear one now, but I remember my mum saying, that, well, they're like an Averex jacket. They're very, very expensive. You might, me and your dad haven't got that sort of money. Plus, I wouldn't be putting you in them, you know, at eight or nine years old. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, that tra you mentioned trainers. They're high techs. Unfortunately, I had a pair of high techs back in the day. Um, my mum got my Wembley mark. Yeah, yeah. high techs were seen as like the, the yeah. what do you call it? The, 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 the Yeah. And then you Max, weren't they? Yeah, but the thing is, high tech is a decent brand, but I think back in school, unless you had Nikon or Reebok Classics, you were just, yeah. it was like a cheap brand and you get bullied for it. Like literally, it would be a bully for the pair of trainers you had. I think Stevie Crawl used to have one, didn't he? High tech. Oh, Andy Shader, I think, wore high techs. So I think he got a bad room because of yeah. that one. Do you know what I mean? used to have a plastic air bubble. Yeah. A plastic air bubble. So that, that just, you know. So you're talking to trainers, the early the early trainers, um, high tops were massive, weren't they? Um do you remember the Reebok pumps, Patrick Ewing's, British yes. Knights, which didn't last so long, LA gear, and LA gear with lights. I had a pair of the LA gear. I had LA gear with lights. They were like, smart as well. Yeah, I had LA gear with so like, I had the ones that flushed up red at the bottom when you used to That's wear it. them. Um, they were, but again, they were decent trainers, LA, LA gear. But I think, again, unless you had the, the, the best ones on, which was the Nike again, or Adidas, then you just, it was just seen as uh, uh, cheap shit and it weren't it was quite good high tech i think was, mm. was decent but the, the the first trainer i remember is you're absolutely right were the um what was the ones with the little basketball at the front is it air jordans really pumps where you pumped up the front and it was supposed to do something yeah, pumps, air, yeah. air your feet or some absolute nonsense it did nothing <laughs> it did nothing and then you had um uh, what else did you have? Reebok pumps. God, I remember them. They yeah, were Jordans. and they were Uri's. horrible as well. Reebok pumps. They were disgust like horrible trainers. But I wasn't very fashion orientated. Even now, I've not. I've got no idea about fashion. You know, or I, I wear what I wear for comfort. And back in the day, Mum used to buy all my clothes, so she would pick something that was quite mm. just standard. I wouldn't get anything too fancy, as you said, like Reebok pumps. I never owned a pair of them because I think they were about. No, I didn't. 80, 90 quid back then, which would have been about yeah. the equivalent to about 300 pounds now. And um, my mum, yeah. you know, don't wear them to just ruin them. I remember um, I had a, you know, trainers for me. It was like you couldn't, weren't allowed to get dirty. You know, you had your going out trainers, like, you know, on a, to school. And then you had your weekend trainers. And then if you got the weekend trainers dirty, mum would be out with the magic white. Do you, did you have the white um, paint in like a tube? So it was white. oh the shoe polish, but the white, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a yeah that's very nice, isn't it? Standing there doing that, cleaning them and trying to put the white yeah. there on, it would make the, the trainers go all crusty because it was so. Right. God knows what was in it. It must be like acid or something because then your shoe. What nicks? Yeah, uh, no, no nicks. <laughs> <laughs> Not nicks, you bastard. Um, the thing is, you mentioned. Sorry, mate. You mentioned that the Reebok pumps there. I, I wanted a pair of them. I remember having them. You're you spot on. They were 80, 90 pounds. But they were they were a trainer that were ugly, but they were completely different than what had been before from your yeah. standard pencil, if you like, from the 80s, 70s and 80s. These mm. were something completely – never seen never seen big boots like that. Obviously, in the States, you would have done, but not in the UK. And then to have a big basketball and then to pretend that if you pump them up, it sort of lifts you up and gives you air and all that sort of thing. And that's an 8, 9, 10-year-old. You're sort of thick enough to believe it, aren't you? But, yeah, I, I think – if my mum and dad could have afforded it, they would have bought me them. But it's well, the price was, like yeah. you say, equivalent to £300 now, which is scandalous. So you didn't really see many people in them, but they they were a massive thing during that time. So, yeah. Okay, mid-90s then. Let's move on. 
it's when we really started picking to our own clothes. So then we would have been, you know, 13, 14. Um, what were you into back then in the mid-90s? Where were we? Sorry, Hannah just came in. Uh, oh. like, what was you into in the mid-90s, clothes-wise? Again, what style or brands or whatever you want to call it? I think in the mid-90s, I generally wore, it was a Man United top was quite like a Man United kit because it was a football kit to that point. I uh, Two or three Man United tops I used to wear. And then it was, uh, again, the, the it would be the kit. It would be the shorts and the T-shirt. But I remember, what was the colour? They're quite fluorescent colours came in about mid to mid to late 90s. So I used to have Adidas, like the trainers, for example, were like bright orange trainers. They were yeah. like fluorescent orange and then a fluorescent orange T-shirt and the fluorescent orange jacket. So I used to wear quite a lot of bold and bright colours. So I, I usually get things that were a bit different, that just separate me from the pack almost. But I can't think massively what I, what I wore in the mid-90s. Again, I think it's mainly football and sportswear. Nothing that, that shouts yeah. out. I, as I said, I never had anything in the cheap shit. Um, I never went to Bush Market and got your old um, knockoff stuff yet. But later 90s, that's when knockoffs come into their own in the White City estate. So what about you in the mid-90s? I can't think of much else in the mid-90s, I'm afraid. And to be fair... Well, Midnight, sorry, yeah. just say is, is we was in school uniform for most of, most of the time anyway. Monday to Friday, you're in school uniform, and then the rest of stuff you just go out and kick about, and then the and the weekends it was just like casual wear. Definitely, again, uh, a match really. I, I say a match like it's a, a strange thing. It's not because obviously at the time we were, we were very similar. You know, we're same age, um, growing up together, probably into the same sort of styles. Now I'm exactly the same. I, I'm mad on football shirts. Even to this day, I'm mad on football shirts. And I always used to wear a lot of them. I mean, back then, shell suits were sort of dying out and they were being replaced with cotton and nylon, you know, tracksuits, weren't there? And obviously, a bit like you, I was all I wore was tracksuit bottoms and football shirts. Um, branded sports jumpers were popular as well, weren't they? Um, especially when we was at school. Mm. You used to have your, your trousers, your shoes. Um, you used to have a Reebok or Umbro or a Lessie um, sweatshirt, didn't you? So, yeah, like you say, at the top, back then, we were choosing our own clothes, but... We don't even really wear our own clothes, I suppose, on the weekend or after school where you'd be sort of loungewear. So talking to school, what were we wearing to school? Because obviously we were starting to take notice of fashion back then, weren't we, and brands and that. Like we said, um, mentioned the tongue-in-cheek about the Knicks and things like that. We wouldn't probably dare go out wearing stuff like that because we knew what would happen. We've said on this podcast before about people having netto bags and things like that. Your life is fucking over. So if you could be wearing stuff like Nicks and, you know, really cheap shit stuff. Um, so, yeah, original question. What, what do you remember us wearing at school, mate? Back in the mid-90s, anyway. Well, yeah, I wore kickers um, uh, year seven to probably year eight. And then obviously our school was, you started to just tone down what you wore. Or you, you'd start wearing trainers. But you had to wear black trainers at school. So I remember having I had black Reebok classics, all completely black, no stripes, completely black. And I had that all the way up until year 11, I think, more or less. And then jumper-wise, I was trying to think before what jumper I had. Obviously, we had this, the Phoenix High School jumper. There was no blazers in our, our school until later on. I think year 11, blazers came in, but we were far past wearing blazers at that stage. Um, and I couldn't think for the life of me what jacket I would have had. Um, I I remember I never had a big, thick jacket as a kid. because I, I know what it was. What was it? I've actually got, I know what it was. I've actually got it written down there and it will come to you straight away. I think from, I think from about year eight to year 10, you had um, a black suede bomber jacket. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. 
And that, yeah. that was from Wembley Market. You're absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. God, well, you're still there, mate. That's, that's, so that's, one of you comes, <laughs> excuse me, one of you wankers will nix, I tell you. <laughs> I would never remember. You know, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I, I remember, I don't like wearing thick jackets. I never have felt, I don't like feeling layered up. I hate it, always have done. And I, when I was younger, as a, you know, when you're not choosing your clothes, mum would always put me in layers of clothes, like a fest, a t-shirt, jumper, jacket. Mm-hmm. And I just used to hate that. You're right. The black, yeah, from Wembley Market, that was. You're absolutely spot on. I had a black one and I had a brown one for the weekends. They weren't particularly fashionable, but they were expensive. Um, yeah. bomber, bomber suede jackets back then. They would have been about 40, 50 quid back then. And again, actually 90, 100, do 90, 150 pounds nicker these days. Absolutely. What did you have on then as a jacket? I can't remember what anyone had on as a jacket, really. Well, it's, yeah, it was mainly sports brands, wasn't it? Um, it's, 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 it's weird you asking, you saying you couldn't remember what you wore. I couldn't remember what I wore um, back in the mid-90s as a jacket, you know. It would have been Adidas or something like that because Kappa came in sort of 90, 98 going onwards and I always had a, a Kappa jacket. I remember the but you mentioned, kicker, you, mentioned, yeah, you mentioned kickers there, which mm. I want to speak a bit about. Um, now, kicker shoots, I had... I remember my first, I can't remember what ones I had in year seven, but in year eight, my mum took me to Shoe Express. Um, Shoe Express, people, is um, a cheap shoe shop, and she thought she'd get away with it. So she bought me a pair of US brass. Remember them? Yeah. See, I'm admitting all this stuff. I would never, I would never back then, but I couldn't get away with it. She bought me a pair of US brass, and me and Paul and a few of the lads used to like playing football at break time. They, oh. I think they lasted two weeks, and then the, it, I had a shoe that was talking to me. Now the old fucking soul come off. You went, please, mum. You shouldn't be playing football, but as a 14-year-old, that's what you're going to do. So she actually sort of dicked into her pocket a bit, and she took me to, I can't remember, somewhere really in Broadway. Um, Clark's was the only main yeah. kid shop at that stage. We used to go well, to it was me in Broadway, we went to get the shoes. Um, yeah. And she bought me a pair of kickers, and I think they lasted me up until year 11. Um, wow. Yeah, feet didn't like, grow probably the best shoe. Hold on. So your feet... No, year eight. Oh, well, that's still eight, nine, that's still four years. Your feet didn't grow in four years? Yeah. <laughs> about then year 10 maybe i know i had i know i had them for more than two years so maybe year 10 because okay. i remember obviously in year 11 we started that's when we started wearing the going through the trainer phase yeah and the trainer phase in our school and all over the uk was reebok classics yeah um any people from america or anywhere else look, we don't have to explain to the brits what how important was it to own a pair of reebok classics in the 90s paul Oh, they were, they were they were it you had to own that that was part and parcel of growing up you had to have a pair of reebok mm. classics it was just a way of, it sounds silly, but it was a way of life. It was, it would be an equivalent of a schoolboy not having a football shirt. You know, it was, there was four things you had in school. There was football shirts. There was kickers at some stage or equivalent of kickers. Then it was Reebok classics. And then it was an, a boot bag, like an Adidas boot bag or a high tech boot bag, <laughs> a boot bag. Yeah. you know, that anyone who didn't have one of them one in, in, in the crew. That, that was, that was like a fact of way of life. 100% Reebok Classics. And I wore them up to about maybe 15, 16 years ago. I only used to buy Reebok Classics because I always thought the price point was decent. They were comfortable and they, they did a job for six months, seven months they would last. And then you you, you get yeah. a new pair. So only as I got older, I, Hannah was like, "Why?" she associates them with chavs. So I, I kind of got out of that phase and started yeah, wearing them. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're going to design a chav, you start at the feet, it's Reebok Classics, no doubt. Oh, 100%. Definitely. It's got the stigma of it now, isn't it? And obviously, I just want to, I want to go move on to cheaps and fakes, but just quickly, um, back then at school, it's when we, I think we 
we're both noticing not so much me and you but some of our friends and a lot of girls were wearing started wearing jewelry remember when the rings and the necklaces outside the shirt started coming out i think that was a sort of a fashion don't see it now don't get me wrong i'm not in school now but when i'm out outside and i don't see people so sort of fashion you're, sovereign rings like, about when you're hanging outside of the school why are you hanging outside of school mate just so oh yeah <laughs> well i am i've got kids i'm picking kids up what i mean is all right then when i'm walking down the street down the high street i'm going to the pub i don't see people wearing a lot of gold now i don't know if you've noticed it obviously we're talking about fashion and it back in the mid 90s a lot of kids our age and adults and except were wearing a lot of necklaces and chains outside of their tops if that makes yeah. sense whereas now i wear a chain now and it's tucked in it always has been since the noise i think i so, think so gold, interestingly, because gold was, a, you're right, the, the sovereign, which was massive in, I think, again, that was, a, one, it was a London thing, and two, it was a Kansas State thing, I think, more than anything. You mentioned cheap there, which means, brings me on to the next section, um, which is great. Um, cheap and fakes of Rick Down. Could you, could we, I think we could, could we recognise a moody or moody shirt or t-shirt back in yeah. the day? Easy. Did you have any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So year 10, 11. Oh, I mean, when we were People need to understand, you know, anyone that's listening to the 90s base, which is probably 95% of the audience, will know. In the UK, you, you got your shopping, as you went, Ealing Broadway, you got yours. We used to go West End twice a year or Hammersmith every now and again. But generally, it was, a, it was the West End because that's where you got your clothes from. Um, and I don't mean like Hart Street or anything like that. I mean, just Oxford Street, generally, a CNA, Debenhams, those kind of high street brand shops. We'd, we'd go in there and get them. But the alternative was your Wembley Markets. And your Wembley markets would be where you get all your moody moody gear from. You know, your Ralph Lauren with the, the horse with the five legs opposed to the four legs. And I think that's four strikes. I <laughs> said the five leg horse, yeah. You know, the Armani jeans with the Armani spelt wrong, the eye missing and things like that. So I <laughs> used to have a few um, Ben Shiman instead of Ben Sherman. You know, it's all, all these little moody ones. Do yeah. you remember in year 11 it would have been then where we all started wearing the thin Ralph Lauren um polo jackets and it, the argument was i had one and I, it, mine wasn't legit but we, we, yeah, it is legit mum got it for me okay. no one was was it no no one's was everyone's like oh and they, they'll study it right and have a proper look and like lacoste we have the alligator but have no teeth in it or something like that or have teeth in it or something stupid but they'll find yeah. it nice make moody moody and even if it weren't moody, <laughs> everyone had the same but everyone would say theirs was wasn't moody but theirs were just to make a yeah. point and it was, but you could tell we all knew they were all moody because no, no, none of our parents were paying 120 pounds for a t-shirt to go and wear to school to get wrecked, you know, with with blood and sweat and all the other stuff on it. But could you tell a moody a mile away? We were experts in it. The watches, <laughs> the jeans, the shirts, we knew a mile away it were moody. But it made us uh I don't know, it made us who we were, basically. It was a good good period that because I enjoyed that period because we were all wearing that sort of stuff. You said about Wembley Markets, and it wasn't just Wembley Markets. Our next-door neighbour was flogging that movie stuff left, right and centre. People yeah. were sort of flocking to the house because they knew. Um, like you said, Ralph Lauren, YSL, Armani, Valentino, Moschino, Lacoste, Fred Perry, all that stuff. And you're right, you had a horse of five legs, you know, a wonky, especially the Armani jeans. Remember the Armani jeans? With yes. the, it was like, a, not an eagle, but it was in the shape of a bird, wasn't it? But it yeah. was it was all bent if it was, if it was fake and stuff. I, I, that, you don't, you're going to get fake stuff now, I get it. But when it's sort of fake designer gear like that, I sort, of, I sort of reminisce a bit because I remember wearing it and wearing it and wearing it on a Saturday, If I, even if I go to Safeways with my mum or something like that, just because I wanted to wear it because I thought I looked good, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember the more I wore it, the more it faded. 
and I'm always look moody. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a, a, a couple of ones that used to piss me off, not piss me off, I suppose, but the ones used to wire me up a little bit was the Tommy Hilfiger stuff. Now, Tommy Sport and Tommy Hill Finger, <laughs> the amount of, especially Tommy Sport, the amount of people used to wear them, along with Adidas Four Stripe. <laughs> Adidas Four, I mean, I'd, I said I had a pair of Itex back in the day, but if my mum would have come home from the market and give me a pair of jogging bottoms with four stripes down, knowing that you, you just don't enter school wearing four stripes, because you know straight away they're going to get noticed and you're going to get ripped to bits. Adidas four stripe. Did you have a pair of them, Paul? <laughs> I did not. No. Um. But anyone's mum who sent them in must have been trying to build character, you know. Because if you got away, you know. But the interesting thing is, though, I must say, if you're honest, if Michael yeah. Orinten uh, Oriende, what his name was, right, who was hard as nails, if he came in out of Adidas four stripes or Lawson, not one of us would have said a thing, and we would have just. Oh, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's only because we could. We would all banter about each other, but really in truth, it wasn't about messing that per it, it was the person wearing them is why you would have a go in and go in them. But if, if <laughs> we weren't saying nothing, if Michael yeah, coming yeah. had those four stripes and said the next day, right, David, there's a there's a free pair of four stripes, you're wearing them tomorrow, you would wear them because that, that was what it was the like. The weird thing is, it's funny you should mention him. Uh, it's a guy that used to be in our school, we got excluded, he was from Nigeria, it was hard as nails, one every fight he had. A bar one. It's funny you should bring him up. I didn't think of him. He used to wear a lot of designer clothes, didn't he? Yeah. He, wore, he had a lot of Ralph Lauren clothes and he used to wear them to school as legit. well, like the jackets. Legit. And he's This is the thing. We had another kid in our class, people, um, Ishan Gunga. He, he used to like a designer. He used to wear a lot of machino and he used to wear this, uh, the shoes with no socks, all that sort of thing. Anyway, cut long story short. I think Ishan called Michael's top fake and they had a fight over it. And they stood there outside the science block because Isan was a big guy as well, just in a sort of a headlock. Remember and that. it just went on for ages. And the teachers had to split him in the end. And it became a draw. Michael was knocking out people left, right and centre over, I don't know, probably more serious incidents than Isan calling his top fake. And that, yeah, that's <laughs> just a memory off the top of my head. So before, just before going to the latter 90s, the end of the decade, um, some brands for the mid-90s, I want to share with you um, the sweater shop, um, yeah. Levi's, Levi 501s, Kangol, especially um, the hats when people used to wear them back to front with Kangol. There was everywhere. And for, do you remember Carl Carney? That wasn't a brand yes. that sort of white people wore. It was more for West yeah. Indian people. It was. Do yeah. you remember Carl Carney? Very bright and colourful. Yeah. Um, I remember they used to have a lot of green and red and orange jeans. And I used to yeah. look at them thinking, I'd love a pair of them, but I'd look like a white sweat wearing them. It was because. Yeah. Uh, me being a white man, you know what I mean? You didn't really see white people wear them, but no, Carl Carney was actually massive, especially in West London, Paul. Do you remember? Yeah, it was definitely aimed towards that. The two ones I want to mention, you haven't said, I don't think, yes, Ton to Ton and, and um, uh, what's it called? Bon Bleu. Bon Bleu. Yeah. <laughs> we, everyone, we all had them, didn't we? Everyone was knocking them, them two pair out. I don't even know if there was ever, ever a real pair or they were all just fakes. It was like a fake brand that someone created in their fucking back garden. Because I've never seen Tonton or Bon Bleu since. And um, yeah, those two other brands. But no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Late 90s, what you got yeah. in the late 90s? Yeah, so late 90s, things, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, things start to get baggy again. Um, yeah. This is when you start to see more than, like, more than one fashion subculture appear. So yeah, you saw a lot more um, goth appear, um, grunge, as in like a skater boy style. Yeah. Britpop Oasis was very strong back then. Um, I know if I'm old because I used to try and model myself on Liam Gallagher. 
Um, you also had the birth of the Adidas poppers then. Remember the tracksuit poppers? Yes. The Adidas tracksuit poppers and Kappa poppers. That the Chippendales. Buttons at the side. The Chippendales. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned about Chav as well with the Reebok Classics, they were still going strong at the end, um, probably to this day. And that's when the, the stigma of Chav came about with the Reebok Classics. Dungarees, again, um, wasn't really something I remember in the, the beginning of the, the decade. I remember them hugely, especially in the States um, in the latter 90s. You know, people wearing the bandanas, um, Tommy Hilfiger with the with the uh, dungarees was huge, especially in the hip hop scene. Uh, Fubu, that was another one as well, and um, shot jackets were start starting to make their way in. And I had a shot jacket, but that was going into the two um, thousands. So yeah, um, I mentioned a few there. Latter nineties. What can you tell me about about the latter nineties, mate, or the end of the decade, should I say? I see that would be ninety nine, early two. I mean, I'm going from early ninety nine to say that say two thousand two. So I would say that's when I started wearing um, light coloured jeans with Hackett, t- like the Hackett t-shirts that were hard, like checkered, not checkered, but before yeah. it'd be like blue and then the centre would be white and it would say Hackett um, or pink and blue. And it would be two-tone uh, sh- sh- uh, polo shirts. So that stage I was doing polo shirts, the flary jeans, um, but light, light coloured. Again, I was starting to get into rock. I was always into wrestling, but rock and wrestling kind of period in the 90s or metal rather. I don't know how you describe it. So I would start getting into little little things like that. The flare jeans is what I would start wearing, the loose flare jeans. And I went for a stage as well in the early noise. I started wearing cowboy boots. I know that's kind of a bit later on, but um, it was, yeah, cowboy boots with me jeans, me hack it. I don't know how to answer that, but go on. I've got them in the cupboard now, mate. I love them. I don't think wear them anymore, but I used to wear the cowboy boots with uh, the flare jeans over them, so the pointy toe shoes. Yeah. Um, and then the Hackett shirt was what I remember wearing mainly um, because you start going out on a Saturday night, so you want to look a bit, you know, a bit special. The other thing I had was a, 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 a Ben Sherman yellow shirt, um, which I met yeah. my wife in, and it was horrible. It's a horrible shirt, but Armani jeans, fake Armani blue jeans with me real Ben Sherman yellow shirt. And then me cowboy boots or me shoes at the time. That's what I was wearing mainly, I think, on the late 90s. I wasn't into rock and nut. I was into the music, as I said on a previous podcast, but I didn't like the fashion. I didn't like the dark colours and the grungy, dirty look. So, But I was never then into sporty look. And I've never been into clothes. I've, this, I've never been into fashion, as I said at the beginning of the show. I've just never been into that spending three hundred pounds on a pair of uh, Gucci loafers and things like that. I just never saw the value in it personally. Mm. But uh, a lot of people did because I think a lot of people in the nineties back end, it was it's probably the same now. But I remember then it was a lot about what you wore and oh, I got my Gucci shoes on and me so and so street jeans and me Ralph Lauren shirt and I was like, I just don't see the point of it paying three hundred pounds on this and two hundred pounds on that. Even now, mate. The most expensive T-shirt I own, I, I went for a stage where I would buy Ralph, not Ralph, um, Lacoste shirts, like polo shirts, yeah. but I wear them every day. So I have like nine. Crocodile on the tip. Yeah. <laughs> but a real crocodile. <laughs> and I'd wear yeah. them all the time. I still wear them now. I've had them for something for sort of 10 years. So yeah, that was my late 90s experience, I would say, mate. You? Hmm. Well, yeah, as I said there, when I was just spoke about it, um, I was more for the Oasis that grew me hair. Um, hmm. Just over the years, as Gallagher used to do, I used to sort of, I'd admit it now, sort of try and put on a walk, because I was obsessed with them at the time. I was obsessed with Liam Gallagher. So I, I, 
I used to try. I didn't have so much branded clothes um, because they wore. They, it's hard to work. They wore branded clothes. So they, had, they used to wear a lot of things like Kappa and Adidas Gazelles. So I started having Adidas Gazelles as well as Reebok Classics. Um, luckily, my mum got them for me. But then they'd wear, I've seen in, in newspapers and magazines, just basically normal like granddad shop, granddad um, kind of shirts mm. and stuff like that. I'm um, just plain stuff, sort of oversized to an extent. And I sort of braid my dad's wardrobe as well, you know, going out on a Saturday and Sunday. And I, I, I try and sort of copy them as much as I could. But it's more about the hair for me back then, you know, uh, with the Gallagher style sort of thing. But um, you mentioned Ben Sherman's as well there. They were brilliant. They were. I remember them more from the mid-90s as well. Um, they were slightly oversized. It was a button at the back that I used to um, try and undo some. Sometimes you could undo it, sometimes you couldn't. Um, I don't yeah. remember having a moody Ben Sherman. Um, used to get a lot of mine off the catalogue. But one, one uh, fashion, I wouldn't say it's a disaster because I own some, but I don't think I really had the, the bottom half for it, was combat pants. Remember combat pants? I mean, all, I remember all Saints taking that to a new level. When they come on the scene after the Spice Girls, well, during the Spice Girls, they was all in crop tops and um, combat, combat pants. pants. Mm. And they just, they look, they look really good. I mean, some people could pull them off, some people couldn't. Combat pants, yeah, that's a, a, a huge fashion, yeah. not so much public art, if you like, but I thought they were great. I had combat three quarter lengths, but never had the full trousers. Whereas Hannah, um, I, I was, I got with her when I was. Scotty full trouser, Paul. Scotty full, not you can't yeah, have any white legs at the bottom. Now. No, Hannah used to wear full trousers. I used to have the shorts. That's about as far as I got. But again, I didn't do any fashion, so for me, I just never, never, there was nothing. I never had a style. I think, and I, until I got older, my style is it's I mean shorts, flip flops, and a t-shirt. Have you got a style now? Well, it's, it's shorts, flip flops, and a t-shirt. Generally, it's the, it, that's what I wear. Everyone calls you know, the shorts man. He's, he's got his shorts on all, all through. We had one today, and people go, "Are you wearing the shorts in this weather?" I was like, "Well, it's not cold." Yeah, I was like, yeah. "My feet are warm and my head's warm." I said, "Everything else is fine." But um, or I wear like I, I wear a white t-shirt with a, a a patterned shirt over the top. So I like to wear quite yeah. funny, funky shirts. Um, I spoke, you spoke about Hannah there. I, I want to move on to uh, talk a little bit about girls' fashion in the '90s. Um, but just quickly, and a few '90s clothes shops, which are now sadly gone um, from me, when me and Paul were kids. Um, Mr. Byright, Foster's, Olympus Sports, All Sports, um, and Tammy Gale, Etam, and Bay Trading for Girls. Obviously not the girls' shops, but they're sort of iconic 90s shops. Um, did you used to visit any of them? Because I know you're going to say Mr. Byright, because we used to visit a lot. The one in Queensway, Bayswater. Yeah. That was that, that to me just says, again, I keep when I say what says 90s to you. Mr. Byright says 1990s to me. Do you remember Monster Warehouse? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's a good one. Where was that? That was Knoxville Street. I do. Yeah. Oh God, black, that's a good one. It was the black logo with a monster in like a red, and then the warehouse in yes. white underneath it. And that's where you got denim in there, wasn't it? Full of denim. Yeah, it was like it was full denim of, yeah. jackets, denim. Yeah, it was all denim. Monsters Warehouse. That's one that I remember. It's not around anymore. Yeah. It, it should have been called House of Denim because it was literally all denim in there. But yeah, that was one from the nineties I remember when I was trying to think of shops that were. Uh, were there but no longer sort of exist, and yeah. that's what I think of really like the main one. And you got, uh, was there anything else I'm trying to think of? No, I think they were the main ones that I remember going down to the West End again and seeing it and going, Oh, Monster Warehouse, that's the, the main one that I can remember, but yeah, yeah. all sadly gone now. So, just talk a little bit about girls' fashion because this isn't a woke podcast, we like to speak about everything and everything. Yeah. Um, so what do you remember about girls' fashion? What do you remember girls wearing in any part of the 90s? 
Well, my in score it was the rolled up skirt up to the bottom of their asses, tights, mm-hmm. a, a, <laughs> a school shirt. Um, yeah. and that's it. And then, then the fashion. Outside of school as well. Yeah, but outside of school again, I don't remember. I don't remember much outside of school because until I got to like the early noughties, where it was like going out to nightclubs or to bars or pubs, or whatever. Yeah. Um, girls just, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can't comment a lot on the girls. I mean, because the fashion, what? it was like crop tops. It was baggy yeah. jeans, and I said it was like the g-string shown at the back, which I used to love. Um, and it wasn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think I noticed fashion as again because it wasn't something to come easy on the eye. I would just look at what you know their face was, and that was about it for me. But what do you remember about it? Well, yeah, there was a lot of denim, wasn't there? Again, being nineties, a lot of denim. Um, I just remember girls wearing a lot of crop tops, as you said, and a lot of check. There was a lot of check shirts being worn in the UK and in America. A lot, you see, a, a lot, a lot of programs in the states. Obviously, when we were teenagers, um, a lot, of the, a lot of the kids there were wearing denim denim and check shirts and I've and it incorporated over this country when I even before I got onto Google and I closed my eyes that's what I could see crop tops short skirts as you mentioned well short dresses should we say and uh, um, denim and check, check shirts but I also remember and you'll remember these as well um obviously being teenagers at school when girls used to wear the old high boots and the old high black boots yeah yeah not in school but they were a 90s thing and we had a nickname for them well a couple of us had a nickname do you remember what we used to call them no what was that Yo, fuck me boots. Fuck me boots. And then just quick talking about the boots as well. As well, when the Spice Girls came, all of a sudden we started seeing girls wearing not so much platform shoes, but trainers with massive soles. Do you remember them, Paul? Yeah. See, I remember all this is more again early noughties, very late nineties, early noughties. Because mm-hmm. it, it was like when Gwen Stefani started coming out and that I like rock and um Belle Levine change over from being the girls wearing bra- some of just wearing bras like literally having bras on colorful bras with a bra on top it was like a two bra thing yeah. then they popped up and then it, as you said that the knee high boots the baggy jeans the fuck me boots but the, and just looking <laughs> skater almost like skatery and, uh, in the 80s flowery yeah. and patterns but in the 90s it was just like showing skin and a lot more allure to like sex sexualizing almost uh, the way fashion became in the 90s two two hairstyles i remember of girls in the 90s was the space buns yeah remember the space buns and when girls used to crimp their hair so obviously they had long hair and they used to put the old crimpers on it, it used to come out curly yeah remember that i used yeah. to love i used to love girls like that crimped hair and the old fuck me boots and the hoop earrings bringing it back now but i'm oh, getting yeah. too uh, turned on <laughs> the croydon um ponytail where they used to put the, all their hair back into a tight ponytail and then almost yeah. like, gel their own their hair which, which is right. just the, the council state look that was like proper chav that was, uh, that was <laughs> they're the ones that had the hoop, hoop earrings in as well so yeah that sounds like right up your street oh yeah <laughs> um yeah hairstyles then um boys hairstyles um, long and greasy uh, back in the rave days and obviously you started seeing curtains then literally from early 90s through mid 90s and you had the old step cut um, which me and you used to have I remember we both yeah. had it I used to have an undercut underneath it as well that was like 94 95 wasn't it um, and then going into the late 90s I remember all this gel and the spikes coming up remember them hairstyles for boys yeah 
it, like something out of space. Um, yeah. West Indian lads as well. I just want to mention about black hair. Early 90s, short flat tops, a bit like Earl Barrett used to play for Everton and Aston Villa. Remember the old short flat top? Yeah. And then obviously going into the mid-90s, I remember a lot of kids at school, uh, West Indian kids, used to have the whole the old patterns, the shaved patterns into their yeah. hair. Yeah. I love that. I love those shaved patterns. I used to think, why can't I have them? It looks yeah. shit on a white man. Do you remember? They used to look like... Um, uh, not uh, not fleur de lis, but like like a yin and yang sort of yeah all the way round. So yeah, them ones I can remember off the top of my head. What what do you remember about hairstyles? Because we had we had we had step haircut, didn't we? I remember you had the same as me, and then it sort of faded out by the end of. Um, well, well, you I, went for I think you went for a short back and size. Well, I sort of grown it over my years. You know what I mean? I had the short back and size with a fringe, which looked awful in hindsight. It was a, a bizarre stage of my life. But it was curtains, really. If you look, if you think of 90s and you said, right, 90s hairstyle, boom, the, the, everyone's going to say curtains because that was what everyone was. Uh, Leonardo, DiCap- Leonardo DiCaprio had it in uh, Titanic. Beckham had it yeah. in the mid-90s. Um, boy bands had it. It was uh, uh, soap, soap stars had it. It was the parting in the middle and the uh, the curtains coming down at the front of your face. That's all I remember. Or it was short back and sides, generally. The 80s and the 70s are probably massive for her, especially 80s, massive as well, as in being big, not just as many. Um, coming to the end a, a little bit now, uh, did you ever, I don't ever remember you wearing a baseball cap. And if you did, how did you wear your baseball cap? And what was on it, by the way? I did have a baseball cap, yes. I had a grey, I think it was a Nike one, and I wore it the right way, not the backwards way, um, because I think not bad to wore it the other way around the whole point of the baseball cap was to block the sun out so uh, i wore it for that reason that reason only um but yeah i think that's only one one gray one i didn't wear it that often it might have been if i was playing sport or something i'd, I'd, I'd wear it on a sunny day but wasn't into baseball caps massive never have been again i've never been uh, a massive hat person I don't know why but no i, I, I had a bucket i had a, I had a the, the bucket I had was the Road Dog one from the 90s, WF 90s. Oh, yeah. That's the bucket. And I wore that huge yeah, they come back from June uh, yeah. last World Cup as a massive yeah. thing came back. But a lot of things... They've made a massive comeback. Yeah, things do. They go in cycles. Fashion comes in... There's, there's, I think Hannah says style. You can't teach style, but fashion just recycles. You know, things come back now. And when we were... Um, our fashion era, say the early 2000s, mid 2000s, we were wearing stuff that were popular in the 80s and 90s, 80s yeah, or the 70s, yeah. but we don't realize it that they just think if you said to a kid now, oh, you know, I used to wear them, they're just like, what are you talking about? This is like new fashion, but it's not, it's just recycled. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With, with, with the baseball cap, um, I used to have a lot of baseball caps, a lot of them as well were like, um, again, market jobs. They were like Washington Redskins and, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins and all that sort of thing. And now yeah. I always used to wear my peak sort of bent like a Pringle. Yes, yes, everyone. Some yeah. people were, yeah, yeah. But a lot, of, a lot of people in the earlier days used to have them sort of stuck high up like a jockey. Yeah. Think that I tried that a few times. One, it looked like a like a twat, and two, yeah. it was uncomfortable. And when you yeah, see people wearing hats head. now, they don't, tend, yeah, but they don't tend to bend the peaks anymore, do they? They wear them straight. Is, is there anything else you want to mention? I mean, I've I've, I've jotted down things like pants and socks and um, deodorant and aftershave. Did you want to mention anything like that before I ask you a few questions before we move on to other segments? No, I think fashion, I think aftershave, that's more like a um, 90s difference kind of section. I mean, fashion, keep it to what you've kept it to. I think that's a good selection yeah. through there. So if you can go back in time, 
what fashion subculture do you think you would have been a part of? So if you got in a time TARDIS and you went back to the 60s or the 70s or the 80s, even the noughties, uh, do you think you'd be a part of, do you like any style of clothes from any other era by the 90s, basically what I'm asking? No, because I don't like, as I said, I'm not fashion orientated. I don't like like tight clothes. I don't like layered clothes. I would have hate, hated to have been, or maybe I would have liked it, but I, if I look back now, the modern rockers era, I would have hated to wear that. You know, the, the polo shirt right up to the neck with the butt top button and up, quite tight yeah. clothes, you know, the bell bottom trousers. I would have hated all that. Um, and then going further back, I often think, oh, imagine being in the 20s, we had to wear like suit all the time. I would have been so uncomfortable. I think in the 90s for me was sportswear was what came in. But you think about the 80s, you had the shell suit. But in terms of sportswear, a, a kid still would wear cordial, cordial trousers in the 80s, I would have said. And a, a wall jumper or like a t-shirt, but in the nineties you started to have cheap clothes imports, so you could have a lot more sportswear. And Adidas and Nike were vying, and uh, Fila and ca- all these companies were fighting for your pound. Whereas that was my era where you can just wear shorts and a t-shirt and baggy clothes. I'm all for it, mate. That I, I wouldn't change a thing. So you wouldn't have been a skidhead in the eighties, no? Ben no, Sherman shirt, no. Doctor Martin's jeans pulled up. No, not no, for me. No, no. I think I would have been. I think I would have gone through a, 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 the mod. I, used, I like the mod style from the sixties. Yeah, I, I to pick one. That. I quite like that, especially with the big Parker coach as well. I thought it was quite smart, but yeah. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention before you move on to another section, I'll put a poll out. Well, me and Paul put a poll out on Twitter, um, saying we were recording about this today. And what brand represents the nineties the best? Um, we put out Kappa, Nafco 54, Global Hypercolor, and anybody else put anything what they thought. We had a massive response uh, for us. We had over a thousand votes, um, and Kappa won by 55%. Second place was Nafco, followed by Global Hypercolor. So I think, I think, but what we've put, and I've looked at some of the other um, comments, and Kappa is very, very heavy. Yeah. So I think Kappa was the brand of the nineties. Would you agree or disagree, mate? I think you. you I think that's a perfect. Uh... Perfect choice. Okay, so we've got a new section we're going to try out this week. Um, And this is also for you guys for a chance to win a prize. Um, So I'm going to give... You know, blockbuster in the night, as we all know about, you used to go into the, into the store, look at the cover, and that was the first thing that you'd pick up, going by the cover. No film reviews or anything like that. So, Dave, I'm going to give you, and this is from the 1990s to 2010, I'm going to give you five clues to see if you can get the movie. All right? If you get the movie, fantastic. All right? There's the first one. It's highly unlikely, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen Jurassic Park yet. Who are you? Or Titanic. Oh, my God. God, I don't understand I'm how coming. someone go for their life. And you got kids. Oh, I know. It's four, isn't it? Right. So the first thing, five clues. Clue number one. This film was released in the year 2008. Clue one. Clue two. Stars Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Okay? I know Will Ferrell. I'm not ready, young bloke. Right. The front cover is Will Ferrell pulling a face with John C. Riley pulling his hair. Okay, if you get this at home, buzz in, and you can say you've got it in two or three clues. Okay? Any guess yet? Any clue? 
because I'm not because I'm crap on films. The only one I can see is him dressed as a sort of elf thing. No, elf, Christmassy elf. one. No, no elf. Okay. not elf. I, I ain't gonna get this. <laughs> All right, next one. In this movie, Will Ferrell does his own singing and John C. Riley does his own drumming. Fuck me. Wedding singer? Oh, mate, I ain't got a clue. I've got no idea. Okay. You picked these because you know I'm crap on films. That's what you <laughs> Make me look right to it. <laughs> okay. One of the quotes in the film. Okay. Right. One of the characters' names in the film are Brandon and Dell. That's their names. And I'm going to go through one of the quotes of the film. This house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks caramel dicks. Do you know the film that quote is from? Well, the way you're saying that sounds like fucking Wayne's World, but I know that weren't nineteen. I know that weren't 2008. So, mate, no, I'm, I'm clueless. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> if you say the, the funny to say the film, I don't know. The answer was Step Brothers. Hey. Hey. All right, everybody. Sleeping arrangements. Brennan, you're going to be sharing a room with Dale. Just until the two of you get jobs and you move out. Hey, are you awake? Yeah. I hate your guts. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. This is the one rule of the house. Don't ever touch my drum set. Don't touch it! All right. Did you touch my drum set? No. Released in... Have you not seen Step Brothers? Never heard of it, mate. Oh, my God. But we're going to give no. this away. So we're going to give this DVD away. All you got to do is email us in. Okay, a very easy question. And you get to win this DVD. So all you got to do is email us in at the uh, um, What's the Story, 90s Glory at Hotmail.com. And the question to win this prize is very, very simple. Who was the director and co-writer of this movie? Put your address in there and we will ship that out to the first email we get with that correct answer. Okay, <laughs> that's nil point for me. I think it's going to be nil point for the rest of the season. And the season after that, season after that. Never mind. Anyway, time for my favourite part of the show. It's one word, Paul. So this week, 10 things of 90s fashion. You ready? Hit Go. that tension music. Spliffy. Shite. Adidas four stripe. Bootleg. <laughs> Nicks. Lee Harper. It was him who wore it over there. <coughs> Curtains. Beckham. Kappa. Butter. Um, oh, uh, football. Man City. I'll say Man yeah. City. I thought you were going to say iconic or something. Um, shell suits. All right, all right, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Harry Enfield. Reebok Classics. Uh, uh, classic. Oh, I thought he was going to go chav. Um, Mr. Byron. Right. Fashion. Space buns. Spaceman. <laughs> it's poor this week, isn't it? Last but not least, good old fuck me boots. Um, uh, Liz Hurley. <laughs> there was a lot of two word polls in there. Anyway, <laughs> that's this week's one word poll. So it's your turn for song of the week, mate. Lovely. Um, okay, so this week's song of the week, um, I'm going to go with a song uh, that made our list last week because it didn't make our final song 
and I love this song. And I, Dave is now listening to it and he doesn't rate it. Another friend oh, is going to rate it. Oh, but God. for me, there is no better song on the 90s. <laughs> and Dave is covering space. I'm going to end this week with Fatboy Slim, Praise You. <laughs> oh, he smugged me off there. <laughs> it was going to be a wrong way of sunscreen, but I know that a lot of people don't like that song and it's very unique to me. But Fatboy Slim, Praise You is the song of the week that I'm going to see us out with because that to me was when I close my eyes and think of that song, I think of, I do think of fashion and I do think of um, clothes. I don't know why. There's just something about that that time in my mind. I'm seeing certain things happen and certain people wearing certain things. So Fatboy Slim, Praise You is our song of the week. Fantastic. I'm glad you've gone with that one. I was going to have kittens if you've gone with the other one. What a fantastic episode. You'd spoil it with that bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, so thanks for listening, guys. Um, usual T's and C's, please. Hit that like and subscribe button along with a five-star review as nothing else will do. Um, hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back next week. See you soon. Cheers, guys. <laughs>